evening, everybody. Welcome back to J Wall Sports. We are back here with another episode. Another. Hey, Pistons. Our receiver. Um, get my line. Get my line. What is up with you and me? When you bench your season veteran quarterback this late in the season, it's sending a message to the team. Dan goes out. Now they want to play with some heart. They want to play with some effort. I see why Doc got fired. If you're not going to make the adjustments as a coach, you need to go up and get up out of here. Wentz has um, regrets. And it's a mental. I mean, disclaimer. He might have some outrageous, you know, Max Kellerman type, you know, things to say today. I don't know what he's going to say, but the way he's starting off this video it is, is giving me them vibes. What's up, J-Wall Sports fans? Welcome back to another episode, the first episode of 2021. As always, I got my guy, Nyshawn Anderson. Man, how you doing, Man, I'm good. You know, first episode of the new year. I'm ready to get things started. I'm ready for all the smoke that this year brings. You know, hang you a couple more L's and just keep keep the year going. You feel me? Aha, aha. You're not gonna hear me no L's. 2022. I've seen it. I got my I got my palm read. And you know what the palm reader said? She looked at my palm. She said, these two lines right here means I'm getting W's all year for 2022. The only, only, only line I see is the, these two lines that make an L. You feel me? I don't, I don't see that up there. I don't see that up there. I know, I know you, you're just a hater. That's what it is. But Four eyes have, and you still can't see. I know you're not talking. You got four eyes. Where? Are you about, are you, where? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the energy we're coming with in 2022 on the podcast. Quit playing with us. Yes, sir. So we have an incredible lineup starting things off with the NCAA tournament recap. The South Carolina, University of South Carolina women's basketball team has won the 2022 championship, as so has Kansas University. So, Nishan, first we want to congratulate those two. You guys did an amazing job, dominating performances all the way. Thank you, Kansas, especially. If, if, I, if, you, if I could show you, you know, giving you a nice little bow, I would. Um, but thank you, especially. I don't want to have to hear UNC fans any, any more than I'm going to have to hear them all year. But with the conclusion of the 2022 season, which team from the men's and women's bracket has surprised you the most? You know, most, most people are going to say St. Peter's, and, you know, rightfully so. But you know, we all know who the real surprise was. It wasn't a surprise to me, but. The great, the only University of North Carolina men's oh basketball Oh, my God. I knew you were going to say it. It's such a biased answer, but go ahead. It's it's not biased when, when you just look at the, the facts. What are the facts? A, a, lot, a lot of people weren't expecting us to be there. Okay, yes. Bubble team. We popped we popped a lot of bubbles in March. Yeah, but I don't I wouldn't say that I'm surprised. 
I wouldn't say that I'm you I I have a lot of respect for UNC as a program as who they are. They're a really good team, despite me being a Duke fan. I say I hate them all the time. I they they have my respect. I'm not 100 percent surprised that they made it to the championship game. Cause mm-hmm. I could sort of I could sort of see the chemistry, how things are moving on towards the end of the season. But I, I, I feel like you could I feel like you're gonna get a better answer. I mean, there's only been two number 15 seeds to make it through the Elite Eight, right? I don't even think it's two. I know it's like a very few number of teams. Like you got it. You gotta give it to St. Peter's. I mean, especially when they started posting how the little schools are beating these power five schools. I mean, St. Peter's gym looks like the high school gym up the street for me. I love about the size of Winston's and no cap, a little bit bigger. A little bit bigger, you know, a little bit more seating here. I want, I want trying to put Winston out like that. So I, I want just the high school gym. It gives real job to see flip fives. <laughs> oh, good old Smith. A lot of L's, but good old Smith. For the women's, I had to go with Creighton because, I mean, a 10 seed making it to the Elite Eight, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not that often that we see that. And for me, the women's tournament is always usually, it's usually a little bit more cut and dry. I mean, the your top four, top five teams always seem to make it to the final four. Yeah. Especially UConn. Right. Especially when you get to your UConn, your Stanford's, your um, South Carolina, like, they're, they're always Louisville. I mean, that was the final four this year. So like, they're always in it. They're always – it's very tough. Yeah, man. Um, it was really good to see a lot of the – you know, so smaller schools get some shine this year in the tournament. Like you said, right, St. Petersburg, talking off, Kentucky. Uh, who else did knock off? Um, I can't think of the yeah. school. It was, it was another yeah, blue bird, though. Regardless, shout out to them and the head coach. You right. know, um, he just signed a big contract to go back to his alma mater where he graduated from in um, Seton Hall. So, shout out to him and you know what he did for their team and how far he brought them. Put him on the map. Yeah, must definitely put his team on the map. But let's let's move on to some NBA talk. Your picture went away. We go, we good. All right. The end of the regular season is just around the corner, and there's just a few more teams to have underperformed as well as seem to see the expectations. The Phoenix Suns, who are performing as everyone has predicted, they are favorites to win the conference. I mean, at the conference, win the whole championship, according to the best MG. Which team do you foresee winning it all, Mark? I mean, this was a very tough one, but I'm going to have to go with the Phoenix Suns. I mean, Devin Booker, he's averaging 26 points per game. This Phoenix Suns, they are they are top 10 in not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different categories, and those categories being assists, steals, blocks, um, turnovers, field goal percentage, offensive points, and defensive points of allowed. They're top 10 in all of those things. And those are things that you need to build your championship caliber team. And also, it just feels like this is their year. Everything has been going right for them from the start of the year to the end of the year. 
I mean, Chris Paul was out for a little bit, but the team was still able to sustain themselves without Chris Paul. And I think that's going to be a big help for if Chris Paul gets hurt in the, in the postseason or knock on wood because I don't want to get hurt. Or if he, you know, anything, he's not having his A game. You know, Cameron Payne can come in there. Uh, Devin Booker knows how to get give better reads and be a better overall player. So I'm liking the Phoenix Suns a lot this year. I have to agree with, you, agree with you, but you can't forget that Buck Cena just won it. And honestly, the way it's looking, I could see a rematch between the Bucks and the Suns in the finals. And I don't know if I want to go against Giannis. Giannis is just putting all the haters' comments and everything to the ground, the way he's been performing these last couple of years. And now that he's starting to hit the jump shots um, and threes, it's – his game is looking really, really polished right now. And um, you already know what Drew Holiday is going to do, Chris Milton. I, I see they have a chance to repeat. But something's telling me that Phoenix is, you know, it's like a redemption tour kind of thing. I feel, I feel it coming up. Devin Booker, he wants his revenge, you know, that last possession and basically ended the season. I think I'm going to go with Suns, bro. Right. I mean, this team, they're just hungry. Like, I mean, Chris Paul, NBA championship is, like, right there, and he just – it just slips his back. So, now, that's the closest he's ever been to, and now he's more hungry than ever. Devin Booker, he's young, hungry. Mikel Bridges, Jay Crowder. Um, Cam, Cam Johnson. Yeah, Cam Johnson. Big man download. De, um, DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton. Like – that, that's a hungry team. They were just so close. And I think since the since the Bucks have had a taste of it, they're not gonna be as hungry. So they it's it's gonna it's gonna look a little bit different than last postseason for the Bucks. I, I think I think they're gonna get a lot they're gonna get tested a lot more than they did last year. Yeah, I was just about to say I feel like you know the Suns, you know, do make it to the finals. I feel like the road is a, a little bit easier than what the Bucks will have to face to get back to the championship. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, the Bucs are probably going to have to go through Miami. There. It depends on how the Nets do. The Nets might end up um, – I think the Nets might end up matching up with the Bucs. I don't I don't think so. Though. I have to double-check on that. But, I mean, they, they're going to have to potentially have to go through that team, and they get Ben Simmons back during the playoffs. I think they're going to be a whole new team. Then you can't leave out the Sixers, who are a very slept-on team right now. But I think – just because James Harden and uh, Embiid are just starting to get their stuff together, I think they're probably going to come alive a little bit more in towards the end of the playoffs series. Maybe they're on that second round, but I don't think they'll. I think they'll give the Bucks more for their money if they meet up. But I think that's the team that they're going to also have to look out for. I just think the East is very tough. I have a. I don't know what to call it. Uh, I'm just going to say it. But I feel like the 76 is going to lose that first round to Toronto. I guess in you call Toronto? it like a sleeper pick. Yeah, I, that definitely will be a sleeper pick. I don't know. I don't see them going down in the first round. Uh, I, I just don't think they have enough firepower. You know, you go get from MB, you know, he's going to drop his 30 and 10 every night. Hart is going 20 and 12 every night. But who who else is going to? Gonna score on the offense. 
You make a really good point with that one. And the Raptors have a lot of length and, you know, can rebound the ball very well. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. But sleeper pick, Toronto. I just don't think Toronto has enough to stop Embiid or James Harden. And I think that would be the X factor for that one. Uh, you don't really have to stop them, though. Just contain them. As long as they go off and you, you defending everybody else. I mean, I'm, but at some point, you can't. I mean, and they have, they have obviously two, two great defenders on the team. Right. I mean, but obviously, Pascal Siakam, he's going to uh, get the job of guarding Embiid. And then, I mean, it, it's pick your poison with James Harden because he's cooking anybody. He's cooking any one of those guards. Um, uh, you could put Scotty Barnes on him, though. He's cooking him. You can cook him, but that's a lot of length right there. You're right. It's a lot of length, but he's cooking him. Like, I'm talk, talking about 20, 25 points right here. And I'm talking Joel and B getting 20, 25 points. So at some point in time, they're going to draw help. They're going to draw a double team. They're going to draw a stunt. Um, somebody's going to be looking at them on the defensive end, and they're just going to – he's going to – But who, who are they passing to? I don't, I don't see Matt C. dropping 20 points. Tobias I mean, Harris has been inconsistent. He has they don't have shooters that, around him. And that's going to be the X factor. Tobias Harris is going to have to get that 12 points to help space up the floor. But, I mean, this is the NBA. If you can't hit knockdown, if you can't hit wide open, two long long twos and threes, you're going you're gonna to be on the bench. And I feel like you're in the NBA for a reason, so I, got, I have some. I, I have mean, some Danny Green's still getting around. He missed that shot. I mean, yeah, I mean, but you know how I feel about Danny Green. I ain't been in fan of Danny Green since so we, 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 let, Let's not get into that. Uh, I was just saying, you know, he missed the open shot. He's still in the league. Right. I mean, but Danny, Danny Green is an NBA – he's an NBA caliber shooter. Just – he's not an elite NBA caliber shooter anymore. That's the best I can put that. Respect. So, Nishan, you have Phoenix going in, winning it all? Are you yeah. locking in your pick? Okay, he's locking in Final. your pick with Phoenix. And I'm locking in my, yeah, I'm locking in my pick with him. I like it. So, we're starting it off. I don't like it. First episode, we've been agreeing a little bit too much on here. But, see, let's see how this next topic hits for us as we talk about the NFL offseason. The NFL offseason has just been as thrilling as the regular season. Tom Brady has retired and then unretired. Four quarterbacks have found new homes and multiple coaches have found new homes. What were your top three offseason moves, Nishan? Top three. One, Matt Ryan to the Colts. I believe this is like you know, a lot of people were saying, like, you know, he you know, lost his groove, getting older, you know, he can't do the same things. I believe going to this Colts team with a great running back, which I, I don't believe Atlanta has had, like, a, a caliber running back to, like, Jonathan Taylor, who can rush the ball like that. And then they have some young receivers, um, you know, a couple playmakers. I think this is a second chance for Matt Ryan in his career, as, you know, his career is winding down, but can he rejuvenate? Can he build with these Colts team, this young team that could have been in the playoffs this year, but Carson Wentz. They lost to the Jaguars. 
So I believe that was a great move for the coach. And I, you know, it can be beneficial for both sides. Second, Von Miller to the Bills, which I was very surprised. Um, it's adding some pass rush to the Bills defense, which was already top five this past season. So they, they lost to um, my homie. Couldn't stop him, couldn't get him down. And the pass rush couldn't get to him. So now they're fixing that in the offseason by adding Von Miller, adding some veteran show that he can bring to this to this team. And it was already hard to score against this build defense. Now you add a pass rusher who can, you know, just recap it and make it harder for him like offense to prepare for him. You said what? I said they didn't look that hard for my homeboy. My homeboy didn't make it either, though. That's the thing. Right. I mean, those, those are some really great picks. I'm not even going to lie. Um, those really great ones, really great ones. Um, I went in a little bit of a different direction. I, number one, I got Tom Brady coming back. Um, his impact is phenomenal for what he's going to do for this Buccaneers team. I mean, you have the greatest quarterback coming back to your team. I mean, I don't think you can – I don't think there's a better move that the Buccaneers could have made or a better move that could have fell into the Buccaneers' lap than Tom Brady coming back. Um, number two, I got Russell Wilson going to Denver. This one, a really big impact to this team. They didn't really have to give up much. Denver gave up two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and this year's fifth-round pick. Uh, they gave up a tight end, uh, Noah Fent, that was the leading tight end receiver for the team. They gave up the leading sack leader in Shelby Harris and Drew Locke. I mean, you, you, you can find another tight end to catch 600 yards for you in the season. You can find another defensive end to get six sacks on the season. These guys, as though they play really great for the Denver Broncos, these are re, these are very replaceable guys. These it's not like you're trying to replace Von Von Miller, Bobby Wagner, or anything like that. These these are some guys that you can find comparable pieces for in the draft or during the offseason to come and play with, with Russell Wilson, who is a generational quarterback. Third on yeah. that list. You said what? Just having him, and he has some weapons on the offense, too, so it's going to be really interesting to see you know, how, how they uh, mail and judge together as the season goes along. Exactly. And then the third on my list, I got Devontae Adams going to the Raiders. I mean, this is probably an impact for the Raiders. I mean, Derek Carr has a legit number one receiver. Um, another vet that is that knows how to come in and be a professional day in and day out. And we're not just talking about in the training facilities on the field, but when they go home, the treatment for their bodies, to make sure that they're there every day for every game, that's something that's going to be very big for, you know, other people like Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro and Josh Jacobs, who are all also going to be very big contributors on this Raiders team. And honorable mention and it's just because I really cannot be pick between Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill going to the Dolphins. The only reason I didn't put this one up there is because the two I have the arm to make Tyreek Hill effective. Tyreek Hill gets a lot of stuff in very deep. I mean, he had Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. Patrick Mahomes was a very, very strong arm. I don't think Tua has that arm, and I don't think this team has the faith in Tua to really get this job done. And neither do I at this point. Time will tell on that one. That 
I was kind of shaky about that one. I didn't add it. My um, the one that made the list was Bobby Wagner going to the Rams. Yeah, that was another. That was another tough one. I was thinking because we already know what the Rams defense can do, and and if Aaron Darnold comes back, it, you have a really great defense. Aaron Donald on the front line, Bobby Wagner in the middle. Then you got Ramsey on the outside. That's tough. Mm. I don't know how you game plan for that one. That would make you pull hairs. Like that's 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 three levels of the defense. You really have to figure out and game plan how you want to attack. Cause somebody's gonna get off. Yeah. Some somebody's gotta somebody's gotta have something big. And then you can move Wagner to the edge and let him rush on the edge too. That's that's crazy. And that's imagine if they kept Von Miller. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, that was I was thinking that when as soon as you said Bobby Wagner, I was like, man, like what if they kept that that would have been crazy. I mean, number one defense in the league for sure. That's wow. I can't even think about it. My third one was um the Devontae Adams too. And also you gotta think Adams and Carr were teammates. So yes. They already have some they chemistry. Already got that chemistry. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be harder for um, defense to game plan because people are already double-teaming um, Dan Waller. And now they bring in Devontae Adams and pick your poison. Then Renfro's still out there, too. And uh, the only thing they're missing is, is Ruggs. Um, we already know his situation and what he has going on. And it, like, if he was on the team, that's just – that's just like an over oh, the top piece. That's just an over the top piece, which this puts the team on a whole nother level. Yeah, that that would be crazy. I mean, I just that's that's so crazy. Like that was the most shocking one for me this entire offseason. I mean, everything else was kind of like we got hinted at for a couple weeks. Tom Brady coming back, hinted at um, Russell Wilson to Denver, hinted at my man. Um, Going to the Bills. Von that Miller. was him. That, yeah, Von Miller going to the Bills, Bobby Wagner to the Rams. All these stuff. They were they were hinted at. We we got you know snippets from Adam Scheffner and everybody else saying, oh, we, you know, we're hearing this, this, that, and the third, but Derek Carr with Devontae Adams, that one came very last minute. And I honestly I really like it for the um for the Raiders. Moving on to the next topic, it's a it's a sensitive topic, but it's a topic that deserves some love, some respect. Your boy, even my boy, from a distance, Coach K, the legacy of Coach K. Manners, it's like a field of dreams. So give me all your pain. It's a majestic place. And love will set you free. You always miss things that you love, and that realization has come over me now. It's an emotional one. And I'll be the storm that you need me to be. You know, Coach K's career didn't end the way he thought it would, or many Duke fans thought it would, but nevertheless, you know, he still goes down as one of the greatest college coaches to ever coach the game of basketball. 1,202 wins. 
most NCAA history, 12 um, National Coach of the Year awards, 67 ACC tournament wins, most in league history, 13 regular season championships in ACC, 15 ACC tournament champs, most in the tournament history, 35 NCAA appearances, most in NCAA history, 13 Final Four appearances, five national championships, six U.S. gold medals, and 68 NBA draft selectees, 42 first-round picks, and 28 lottery picks. Well, Mark, how would you describe the legacy of Coach K? Man, I got to go with unique, one of a kind. I mean, just you reading out the accolades right there, I mean, the most wins in NCAA history, most ACC tournament championships, most NCAA appearances. I mean, he's put 68 men in life-changing situations. I mean, even if they weren't one of those 28 lottery picks getting the millions of dollars, they still were getting hundreds and thousands of dollars, money that they didn't have before they were in the draft. Coach K's legacy goes way beyond the game of basketball. His legacy to how he was able to touch many people, including everybody on the USA goal team and even the non-USA goal team that he was a part of. I mean, I just, I don't think we'll see another coach like Coach K for a very long time. Yeah, I agree. I would describe it as, <laughs> go. And, that, and this is coming from a USC fan. And, you know, like, game knows game. One of the best coaches to ever coach. And, like you said, it's going to be a very long time before we see another caliber coach that can put up as many accolades as Coach K. And, you know, nothing but respect for what he's done and what he has brought to the school, to the rivalry of UNC versus North Carolina. I mean, USC versus Duke on trip. Um, like, like you said, his resume speaks for himself, but his legacy will live on forever for the, the 68 draftees. You know, their career is still playing out. People like Kyrie, Jason Tatum, Zion, like his success is their success. So, I mean, look at what he did for JJ Reddick's career. Fact, I'm not going to lie to you. As a UNC fan growing up, I, I love JJ Reddick, bro. Like, bro, is this. Mike. But you know, God made sure I was on the right path and became a USC fan. So we're not gonna be tripping on that. He failed you on that point. I just had to, you know, I'm just gonna say that. But before before beginning and all that, you know, he's he done so much for the school, the rivalry, and the game of basketball. You know, the game of basketball is gonna miss the legend, Coach K. Yeah. Now know. let's get into the two L's. Hey, look, for the legacy of Coach K, I don't care about them two L's. I, the moment Coach K said that he was going to retire, he could have went 0-15. He could have went 0-23 this year. I would have I been upset. I'm like, yo, that, that's how you want to go. You got to come back. Like, that's how you want to go out. But it would have been okay because look at what he's done. I mean, five national championships, five. That's all the Duke National Championships. Actually, minus one. They got one without they got one without Coach K because he has six national championships. Or do y'all have six? Y'all have seven, right? 
You know, you only have five. We have six. Okay, yeah, I knew he was going to buy him. So, yeah. But all five national, national championships came with him. I mean, he's the he has the second most in NCAA history. Like, I'm not even mad, man. And he is over to John Shire. And I mean, John he, Shire, he, I'm gonna say this one part. John Shire, you paid a couple. You paid a couple of them players. You paid a couple of them players, and it's okay. I ain't even gonna be mad. Now, that last home game, I I know it was rough. I know no, it was. I wasn't even mad. As I mean, a you can't be mad. Look, as a Duke fan, I just want to see Coach K have a good time. And I saw Coach K have a good time. And then Yeah, I would have liked for him to win the NCAA tournament, you know, get number six, tie it up with UNC, go out on top. But hey, what he did this year with this team, how he how they were able to come together towards the end when we weren't really we weren't really playing together. How he was how he was able to make this team come together towards the end. Be a really good team like Texas A and M. I don't think they would have been able to do that in the beginning of the year. I think there's had a lot of lot of dubs for the for the year, especially if we can get a couple people to stay. A lot of dubs, lots of dubs. I wasn't that, expecting us to win it this year, regardless. That final four game. It's just there's something you never forget, regardless of you know like who you're rooting for. But like that was just about like, it yesterday. One of the best Final Four games I ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, most definitely. That was that was so close. But that Final Four game, I I sort of felt that was like the entire game. It just didn't feel right. I was like, I just had a feeling like UNC is gonna win it from tip off. I, I was like, UNC is gonna win this. I just I, don't know. I why. just had a feeling y'all were because you know you know y'all be tampering just a little bit, just a little bit. Nah. Y'all be tampering. Nah, 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 nah. When y'all started hitting those tough threes that we were getting against Texas A&M and um, early in the NCAA tournament, I was like, yeah, the, they they got that feeling like they just – y'all had a feeling like y'all was going to go all the way. And I really didn't want y'all to go all the way. Honestly, what I'm saying with that is, I think Hubert Davis said it yesterday or the day before, they are one rebound away from, like, at least having a chance to win. Yeah. And that's, so, that's really all it takes, man. One rebound, one shot, a couple free throws. Like, this, game, this game is different. But it's always good, you know. I hate this for Coach K to lose, but, you know, at least right. he went out with, by the blue, by the right blue bloods. Um, moving on. We're going to talk about your team, Nishan, your team that was struggling a lot this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're looking to bounce back. Uh, the NFL draft day is set for April 28th. The Carolina Panthers have seven draft picks this year in, in, some, in, the, NBA, in the NFL draft. Nishan, what positions do you think the Panthers will try to fill in this year's draft? Uh, I believe they're bringing some quarterback competition. I don't know where. Maybe six. Maybe the golfers line six because the offense line still needs some touch. I know they need a guard and maybe another tackle. But um, maybe to make a trade. I keep hearing um, Malik Willis 
Um, Sam Pickett, who, who knows? But Kenny. Kenny Pickett, my apologies. Kenny Pickett. There's somebody other than Sam Darnold. I mean, shoot. I might be, a, I missed the combine, but I still might be drafted. You know, like, hit me up. Um, they do need a safety as well. You can see them addressing that in this year's draft. Another defensive end or two. And that, that's our draft. But I really believe that it's going to focus on the offensive side of the ball with the quarterback position and the offensive line. So that's what I see. And that's what I, that's what I hope. Some common sense in this year's draft. Right. Um, I got offensive. I think offensive line, I think you guys can give uh, Sam Darnold one more year. I mean, the offensive line went to crap really quick, and that's the sooner Sam started playing that. I mean, by week three, offensive line went to crap, then week four, Sam Darnold looked like the Jet Sam Darnold. He was scrambling for his life every play. So I really think, so, you know, O-line protection, I mean, all your quarterbacks together, they were sacked 52 times in uh, the 2021 season. So uh, that's something that needs to be uh, addressed immediately. Uh, tight ends, I could see, you know, you guys getting the tight end. Um, God, I know you said you don't like your tight end situation on multiple occasions last year. So tight end, definitely there. Linebacker, somebody in the middle, crack some heads, make some good reads, you know, get, get some knockdowns in the middle to help your DBs out and a safety or a defensive back. I mean, you you guys were going to get Patrick Sertan if it wasn't for the Denver Broncos scooping him up. I think that would have been your um, your your first pick in the NFL draft last year. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I mean, we got JC Horn coming back from the injury. So and then we picked up um, your boy Xavier Rhodes in our free agency. So some leadership. Coming in for that, um, that DB. He been getting routed. Like, he was he was making me mad <laughs> in Minnesota. He was getting routed off. I mean, I'm like, yo, like you, you my number one. Uh, are you are you not are you not holding up the number one standard? I mean, Maybe you got to think about who they're going against, though. But he didn't play for us last year. So the year before, we had a week schedule. The year before, 2020, we had a week schedule. And Xavier Rhodes is getting routed. Time would tell, but hopefully, you know, McCaffrey's healthy. Office line uh, situation is somewhat taped together or, you know, look, looks halfway decent. And the quarterback play is decent enough and maybe it make some shape. Yeah, most definitely. I believe you guys maybe make some shape. I think you guys, I think this is going to be a really good uh, draft class for you guys. So I, I see you guys really winning this draft class. But based on where you're placed at, I mean, you you don't get another pick for another 100 picks after the, your first round pick. But I, that second round, that third round, that fourth round, I feel like you can find some very viable pieces with, you know, addressing maybe the quarterback situation or the offensive line situation with those picks. But moving on, we're going back to the NBA. We talked about teams that we expected and winning all. But, you know, sometimes they're teams that disappoint us as well. Lamar, which teams disappointed you this year? Mm, I don't know what to say. 
My Lakers. Cancun on three. One, two, three. Cancun. Cancun. Because that's exactly where they're headed to, man. Oh, can't make it. Oh. Hey, first of all, don't 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 get to talking too much. Cause your team, your team over here with us. And I ain't even I ain't even putting them in there. That was gonna be nice, but but now you starting. Now you start. Yeah, <laughs> Portland down bad. Hey man, Dane is getting healthy, bro. They need to get out. They, if Dane scored 30 a game, I don't think I still would make it. No, we wouldn't. Exactly. Would have been right there below y'all, though. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. Dame Lillard, purple and gold, 2022. So the Lakers are my first team. Um, just very, just very well underperformed. I mean, I think I told you off screen that I did not want Russell Westbrook to come to play. I just did think it was going to work out. I tried to be on the positive side about it and say, since you know he's here, let's embrace him. But uh, we got to get him. We got to get him out of here. We got to <laughs> get something from him. But we're not going to get we're not going to get anything from him because he's at this point he's not marketable. I mean, I watched a three minute clip yesterday of just bad shots from Russell Westbrook. And you know what? I gotta take that back. We're gonna call it missed layups and bad shots. Because bro was just he was selling at the cup. I mean, he, <laughs> I, I don't I don't I mean five dollar moves, two cent finishes, like I, I could I couldn't, couldn't stand anymore, man. So my second and third team were the New York Knicks because they were a four seed last year in the uh NBA playoffs and Atlanta was a Five seed, I believe, last year in the NBA playoffs. And both of those teams are no longer in the playoffs. Like, what was going on there? I need, we need to bounce back. Um, I did see something the other day about the Hornets interested in Russell Westbrook. For what reason? I don't know why. I'm taking. But, but I know they need a big man. The Hornets need a big man. They need to quit playing. Really, though. But, um, your Lakers, Dave. Cat. I can see that. I can see that. Lamelo and Cat pick and pop. That'd be vicious. With Scary Terry and um, Bridges. Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah, that is that'd be scary. Hmm. I just bring Gordon Hayward off the bench at that point because Brodo would play. Right. I mean. Um, you know, like he left. He left at this point. But um, yeah, like you said, the Hawks is another team I had on this list. You know, they were in the um Eastern Conference Finals last year, and now they're a nine seed in the playing tournament. They play against the Hornets. So um, I think that just goes to show how how good the East is this year, though, because the ten seed has a positive record. I think the Hornets what forty two and thirty nine. They're ten seeds, so and it goes to show like the East is stepping up. You know, while we talk about the West having a lot of competition, but the Hawks didn't look nearly nowhere as good as they did last year. And you know, moving on towards the playoffs to see how they performed this year is just kind of thing. So kind of disappointed with that. Yeah, I, I definitely knew what you mean. I'm very disappointed in how the Hawks are playing this year. I really thought they would be a, a way better team. Like, 
I just don't know. I mean, you got Trey Young. You still Hunter. Hunter was back. I mean, Cam Red is supposed to come back. Those two are supposed to be very vital pieces. And we even talked about this um, when they added the addition of the two players from the NBA draft. I was like, these two players. I mean, they they really emulate who they're um, who's already on their team. So mm-hmm. I thought. I thought everything was just falling in place for this team to make another pretty good playoff run. But like you said, East up. I mean, Boston, you got the Bulls, the Heat, their number one seed. I mean, it, Cleveland, Cleveland surprised a lot of people this year. Yes, yes, yes. There you go. That was the team I was looking for. Cleveland, they surprised me a lot. I, and I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm watching the game today. I'm like, man, Kevin Love. Is in the NBA playoffs and LeBron James is not. I mean that that's the first time ever. <laughs> I forgot I love being the lead for real. Right. I mean, love it down there. He was on the floor scrapping. I mean, it was very it was a very competitive game. The Cavs made a really big comeback. I mean, they weren't able to uh, hold off the Nets, I believe. But hey, shout out to the Cavs. So moving on. I'm going to talk about your team, nice Sean, and Hubert Davis, who in his first year with UNC led his team to 29 wins and 10 losses. They took a number 18 to the national championship game, upset at number one seed Baylor. I mean, next year he's getting in a very good pick of the crop. I mean, you got point guard Seth Tremble, power forward Tyler Nipple, center Will Shaver, and another center in Jalen Washington. And then there were multiple reports are saying multiple players, including Armando Baycott, are wanting to come back to run it back for another national championship. Nasha, uh, what are your expectations for this 22-23 season? Uh, I feel like the Suns, you know, redemption tour. Coming for smoke. Y'all didn't, um, you know, y'all doubted us all season. I think we're supposed to be the last four in, you know, first four out or whatever before the tournament started and, you know, the bracket was set. And at the end of the day, we went, huh? I I, I didn't understand that all year. How y'all the last four in, the last four out, but you get an eight seed. Um, That Duke Duke win really helped because we lost to, I think, I think that was the only top 25 win we had all year. But at the same time, Miami beat us, I think, by like 30, and they were like a 10 seed. Yeah. It doesn't uh, matter. Yeah, yeah. I, I still don't see how y'all would. I mean, y'all, y'all play really good towards the end of the season. I still don't see how y'all were the first four uh, in that first four out. And then they gave you an eight seed. You, you see what I'm saying, though? Like, if, if you was first four in, and I feel like you should have got like 12, 13, 14 kind of seed. But yeah. they gave you an eight seed, so I was like, that didn't make no sense. I didn't think y'all was gonna get that seed in that one anyway. Um, shoot, I really hope they come back, but at the same time, it's gonna it's gonna cut some people growth off. You know, um, you saw Puff Johnson gave gave us really great minutes in the national championship game. Uh, I believe he needs a little bit more development um, on offense and get his thing going. Um, but I really hope everyone can come back. Shout out to my boy, uh, Leaky Black from the foe, Concord, North Carolina. 
one of the best defenders in the league. I don't want to hear it. Uh, the comp- no, the comp, he's shutting down anybody he's on. But this team comes back. I believe they can go on the run again. And but with the pieces they're adding, um, it's a make it a deeper Carolina team, maybe a, a um, seven, maybe eight man rotation because they barely ran six this year. So you can add a little bench, you know, Puff Johnson come out the bench. He he gives the team a spark. He's an energy player. If uh, Seth Trimble is that Mellow Trimble's brother that played a couple years ago at um Maryland. Because I seen the name Trimble and it just made me think about it. Um, let me figure it out. Let me figure it out. Go ahead. Keep talking. And um, Dontre Styles, if he can come in and you know he got some minutes, and there's kind of gel a bench where you don't have to run your starting five thirty six of the forty minutes. This and. I don't know. It'd just be great to see, man. Given, you know, shout out to Hubert Davis being a black coach at, you know, UNC, making history. You know, a lot of people down on him. Proved the doubters wrong. You know, he really just, you know, kept the haters out, really jailed this team. You can see they, they grew throughout the season. And like I said earlier, and we were talking in the, um, about Coach K, there was a rebound away for having a chance of, Winning national championship when, like I said, there were a bubble team of even getting into the tournament and put them in the bus a lot of bubbles and you know, far short, but they fell to two when nobody had them there. So, just want to say shout out to Hubert Davis when he's done and what he will do in the future. Yeah, uh, so uh, Seth Trumbull is not related to Melo Trumbull. He is the um, he is the younger brother of former Tar Heel JP Tokenson. Oh, right. Hey, random fact. Oh, that's interesting. Definitely is, but I definitely agree. I feel like you guys have the point guard this year, and look, not to uh, not to knock on who was playing point guard for you. I forget his name. R.J. Davis. Yeah, R.J. Davis, but like a legit six-foot guard who's been playing point guard all his life and not a six-foot-three player who's being converted to a point guard because all your NBA shooting guards are like six-foot-five. And, you know, it's not going to match up for him. So um, I like I like that for you guys. Um, I like the depth that you guys will have if everybody does come back. I mean, it's it's priming to be like one of the best Duke UNC um, years in forever. I'm I'm talking about going back all the way to the um, Austin Rivers year when he hit the buzzer beer. I mean, I'm talking about those kinds of games. Those those are the tough games. I, I mean, with Kyla Singler and Tyler Hansborough going back, I feel like that's the kind of rivalry we're gonna get this year, just because of the caliber of players that are gonna be on both teams especially if we can get at least two or three players to stay from our starting five. I also want to say before you get, before I respond back to what you just said, given that Carolina lost a lot of pieces over the, the all season, the past all season, you know, the loss of Walker Kessler, 
who's going to the NBA. I think he's projected, what, top 10 pick. Um, we lost Garrison Brooks. We lost somebody else, too. I can't think of bro name. They lost a couple key pieces, and for them, and even the piece that they picked up, um, Garcia, we lost him. He was a forward. That's another bitch present that we lost. I believe he's coming back. Just to, to see what they went through and to see where they went after what they went through. It's amazing. But um, I, I believe Duke needs another point guard. Nothing's wrong with Jeremy Roach, but they need another somebody, another um point guard or a guard that can facilitate the offense. Yeah, uh, we got another one coming in. Um, dang, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm about to tell you. So I think we got another. But I think Jeremy Roach, he really came alive in the first in the uh, NCAA tournament. So I think having him back for another year, I think that would be proved great dividends if he can score like that. Because, yeah, we don't have another point guard coming in. We only, we only got a shoot guard and bigs. Yeah, I believe I believe he could take another step up in this game. Oh yeah. Most definitely he's one that has to stay. Even though his draft stock did shoot up in this NCAA tournament. I mean, I don't think he had a, a draft stock rise like a um, CJ McCullough or a Dane Lillard that the NCAA tournament would get to a player. Uh shout out to my boy also from the four, Wendell Moore playing for Duke. Sir, he was cooking this year. Well, at least yeah, he was. He, he was getting right. Yeah, he he was like the main focus for us. I mean, we even though he took so really. stupid, he takes stupid game winners. That that's what I'm gonna say. He takes stupid game winners. He took two stupid game winners, and that's how we lost like our first two games of the season. Now you now you both rough. I don't think he I don't think he messed with them though. But rough be hard on them kids on Twitter, boy. We feeling bad. <laughs> rough, rough be going in, bro. He <laughs> do be going in, bro. <laughs> hey, I see what I ain't gonna say who we talk about. He was just like, "Yeah, buddy ain't getting drafted," and I was like, <laughs> "Dang, <laughs> are you a fan of the team or what, bro?" <laughs> right, like rough tells rough tells an un- unapologetic truth about everybody, and that's that's just rough. You gotta love it about him, man. Shout out to Rush, man. Yeah, yeah. We have to uh, clip this, and when we post it, let, gotta let him see it, bro. Tell him to zip a little bit on the folks. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, hey, but it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good 2022-2023 season, no matter no matter what. Facts, and it's gonna be gonna be different not seeing Coach K come out, you know, for that Duke team. So I know. A whole new atmosphere. That tribute video? Whoever did that, you're goaded. That is the best tribute video I have ever seen. Bro, I keep out the crowd right now. Talk about it. (laughs) Hey, man, that it was it was beautiful. I ain't even gonna lie, it was beautiful. It was, it was. It was a uh, 10 minute work of art. I think it's going to be good to see, I guess, a new atmosphere at the Duke Carolina game because you have Hubert Davis, 
you know, a young coach taking over Carolina. Then um, who's taking over, dude? What's his name again? John Shire. John Shire is going to come in and it's a new atmosphere of, you know, Carolina Duke right. basketball. It's no more Roy versus um, Coach K. So I'm John excited. Shire versus Hubert. I mean, Shire versus Davis. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Honestly, I am shocked. I, I want to know what John Shire was telling these kids because it's one, two, three, four, five. It's six players coming in. Three of them are five stars. Two of them are four stars. No, and the three, rest of the three are four stars. Rest of the four. Well, what I tell you earlier when we talk about Coach K, you be tampering, cuz. Y'all be tampering, cuz. He gotta be. He gotta be. Hey, look, look, look. He ain't gonna say it on camera to everybody that's watching. I'm going to catch bro lacking when we get off this camera and we're in the record button not on. Hey, look, I told you already. I, I said he, I said he, I feel like he had to pay one or two. I mean, I, I could see, you know, three, four coming to do, but seven? I mean, bro got the number. I mean, and let's, let's keep track. These don't matter, but I mean, these just tells you the ceiling that they have. I mean, you got the number one center. You got the number two center. You got the number one small forward, number three power forward. Like he's trying to be defensive minded. He's trying to go get. He's trying to go get to the glass. And these ain't no little boys. I mean, we talking seven one six 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 ten six eight. Oh, is Mark Williams coming back? I don't know. I hope he is because then we will have power. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> for a I hope so. <laughs> That's why I said this is going to be good. Like a, a seven one and a six ten center, and they're both like that. I mean, it ain't not babies. Like seven one two fifteen, bro. Six ten two twenty. Mm. These boys are solid. I don't know. I don't know what they mamas are feeding them, but keep feeding them that mama. Check that formula, boy. Okay. <laughs> but moving on to our last topic of the day. Sir, you already know. Back to the NFL, but this time, it's time to talk about your boys in the Minnesota Vikings. You know, we're going to break down their draft. You know, who do you see the Vikings taking at that number eight pick and, you know, so on? So that number 12 pick that we have, we have eight picks total in the entire draft. Number 12 pick that we have, it's a lot of talk about um, the two cornerbacks, Ahmad Gardner and Derrick Stingley Jr. Um, both were very highly rated in their class. Um, I would rather go with Ahmad Gardner for that number 12 overall pick. I mean. Just for the simple fact that he's three inches taller than Gary. And when when you're talking about, you know, guarding their your taller players like Mike Evans, I mean he's six foot five. We're gonna we need those extra inches for guarding, you know, taller defense, taller offensive players like Mike Evans. I mean, uh Patrick Peters, he's only six foot one, so he can only do but so much of we can get a high Rogan, level corner. Exactly. If we can get a high level corner that can at least take a year to learn under Patrick Peters and still be able to use that height to his advantage, I think we'll do very good. Um, 
I could see us picking up a couple of linebackers that we need, uh, some end rushers, um, a couple guards, maybe one here or there, because you can always use more protection for Kirk Cousins, give him more time to throw in the pocket. And um, safety is starting to get a little old on us, so uh, we gotta, we're going to need to pick up some safeties. Yeah, um, I have a corner linebacker. I did see I picked up Sidarius Smith, which I think is going to be really good for that defense. Yes. Um, Definitely, yeah, but, you know, like, again, he's a little up in age there, so, you know. We wanna we wanna get a young one in there so like can learn, grow, build up under you. I think that I think will be like a sleeper pick, but a really good pick for y'all to like mold and develop is a tight end. You know, mm-hmm. um we yeah. talked about the the cart no, not the Cardinals, um the Raiders, you know, Dan Waller, you got Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. Um, if you can add another piece with Kirk Cousins, you know, Adam Thielen was injured. He kind of had an off year. Justin Jefferson will do Justin Jefferson. But, you know, it's, you know, just another third option to have. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, I don't believe he's still there, is he? Kyle Rudolph left, and now he is retired. So um, it's time to go ahead, you know, pick up a, a tight end, another option, you know. I believe that would be a great pick. Um, for the future for y'all to develop a mode now. Yeah, I most definitely agree with you, dude. That's a very good take, Nashon. Uh, I see. I see how we coming. I see how we coming for twenty twenty two. Hey, one more about the tight end. What my boy Caleb Love say? Lock in for a tweak out. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I'm for the lock in. I'm locking in. Hey, but that's all we got for you guys today. We appreciate you guys for tuning in to another episode of J-Wall Sports. As always, it's your guy, Lamar Wiley Jr. You got your guy, Nice Sean Anderson. Out here is killing the game. Soon to be just from Have My Pleasure to Mr. Have My Pleasure. So we want to congratulate him on his time. No, you didn't, bro. Come on now. <laughs> I've been saving that one for a minute now. I, I, I can tell. <laughs> but, uh, um, appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys hit the like button, subscribe, comment, follow us. Um, we're going to be having some people join the show, talk about their favorite uh, NFL teams and what they got coming up for the draft. So if you guys want to be on the show, tag yourself below, comment, you know, put your information out there so we can get in contact with you so we can get you on the show. Guys, you know, let us roast you about why your team is not going to do good. You know, can you take the heat? Come jump in the hot seat with us. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people talk like, yeah, let me on, let me on, let me on. But like, can you handle it? Can you handle it? If you think you got, if you think you can handle it, comment now. Hey, but that's all we got for you guys. Lock in for our tweak out. Yeah, like, like, yeah, as soon as you get on, that's exactly what we're going to call it. Lock in before I tweak out. <laughs> hey, you got to, hey, come on the show, join us for Lock in before I tweak out, and we out. We out. <laughs>